Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today is episode 3 of Industrial Disasters and we will be covering a disaster that didn't happen. This episode is about Three Mile Island, an incident without any victims. Nonetheless, Three Mile Island is an important story about how overlooking industrial safety measures can come back to bite you. I mentioned this incident in the first episode, so if you didn't understand that reference, this is perfect for you. For some background, Three Mile Island was an American accident, and it's the only accident I will be covering in a developed country. This is because America's industrialization happened at a time when documentation was less likely, and because America developed slower than many of the countries that feature industrial accidents. Usually, these accidents happen because a country's industry grows faster than lawmakers can keep up with, so underdeveloped countries suffer more for it in recent events. In this case, the industrialization of nuclear power was rapid. Alternative power was all the rage in America in the late 70s to early 80s, as it is today. Nuclear power was a newer option that offered the novelty that other kinds of power, like solar power, could not provide. However, many people warned against nuclear power, especially those who had lived through the Second World War. People in their late 30s or older had witnessed the destruction caused by nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and were more hesitant to use this alternative. However, the craze was very real, and many saw this as an entrepreneurial opportunity. Three Mile Island was located, you guessed it, three miles from the nearest town, Middleton, in Pennsylvania. It featured two separate units, each that looked like the iconic curvature of the nuclear plant seen on television. Each unit was owned by a separate company, one for Exelon, the main company in this story. Relaying each individual's component in the story would take me well over an hour, and this podcast is meant to give shorter insights, so I'll keep it brief. First, let's explain how this plant works. At each reactor is a core, a nuclear core. You've probably heard of this before, especially if you watched the show Chernobyl. This core is, well, nuclear, and that means very, very hot. In order to keep it cooled off, there's coolant all around it at all times, and extra coolant when needed, that comes out of valves and pumps away the heat, to be repeated over and over. Once the coolant touches the core, it is nuclear waste, and needs to be filtered out a different way. In this case, a valve failed to shut. The coolant, after reaching the core, goes back the wrong way, and nuclear waste is now being used throughout the facilities. There's preparations for broken valves, of course. But this was different. None of the signals in the control room made any sense. All of a sudden, there were signs that radiation was at an impossible level, while other indicators pointed to things being just fine. In the rush and confusion, human errors were made. In a last-ditch effort to stop the process, the entire reactor was shut down. But there was still heat left over, just like when you remove a pot of water from the stove. That remaining heat was three-quarters of the way to creating a total nuclear meltdown, like in Chernobyl. Later that day, the operators brought more coolant in. The plant had been less than an hour from melting. Signs of minimal radiation existed for the next few days, so the governor of Pennsylvania advised pregnant women to move away for a bit, just in case. Instead, this scared everyone in Middletown, and over 10,000 people evacuated needlessly. 
the president was brought in to calm everyone down, and he toured the plant with the first lady to prove the safety of what was happening. This slowed down the panic, because people knew that while President Carter might put himself in danger to keep America's appearances, he wouldn't bring his wife with him. The radiation from the plant affected the people who worked there, but not any of the surrounding population. It's been reported that higher cancer rates might be due to this radiation, but that's never been proven, and people continue to live in and around Three Mile Island to this day. In 1998, Exelon brought back the decommissioned plant, although it has remained out of use. This story doesn't have gore or graphic detail of any kind, and nobody has died as a direct result. But it's still an important one, and I wanted to include a reminder that the dangers that come with industry are not always so far from home as Bangladesh or India. It is important to make sure that your workplace has safety measures in place, especially if you work in a fledgling industry. Three Mile Island simply got lucky. For some, this is nothing more than a reason to avoid nuclear power. I hope that for those of you listening, it's more of a reminder of how businesses can throw caution to the wayside in order to make a few extra dollars. If you found this episode more interesting because of its North American background, I recommend researching Deepwater Horizon or the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Exxon and Exelon, by the way, are two completely separate companies. Information on Three Mile Island, Deepwater Horizon, and the Exxon Valdez can be found on my personal favorite podcast, American Scandal. I really recommend listening to it because that podcast is the reason why I chose this project for my capstone. Thank you for listening. Tune in for the final episode, Beirut.